Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James. Today I'm joined by Matt Phillips on PAX Eve. How are you, mate? PAX, PAX Eve? Is uh, it I PAX mean, Eve? It's the week of PAX. On a Tuesday. It's the week of PAX. Penultimate and ultimate. Yeah. Before PAX. Before it's exciting times. It's it good times. Exciting times. First time in. Well, we'll debate this. It's either <laughs> two or three, depending on how you want to look at it. We've missed two of them. Missed two of them. But it's been three we, years. But we sort of count 2020 and 2021 as this one year. as one year, because no one knows what time, what date it was during that time. The whole pandemic was one year. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be pretty exciting. I'm pretty keen to. Well, I mean, shit, I can't even think of, outside of as we discussed in a recent episode. Apparently, you walked straight past me and. Uh, at the shops while you were picking up a PS5 and I had my kids. I don't feel like I've even seen you properly in ages. So, like, I mean, there'll be an opportunity for that. But that's the thing I was thinking of, too. I reckon the last time we saw each other in person, don't I know. honestly think it was PAX 2019. Holy shit, really? We're like 10 minutes I really do think up. so. Um, that's, that's a worry. Because there has been times where I've dropped something off at your house. Oh yeah, but I, or, or or steps that, we never actually we never actually saw each other at that time because the old one point five meter rule. And all that, yeah. I, and I also technically wasn't supposed to be there, but let's not worry about that. Yeah, we've got a technically, um, but it's not the at the same time, we're, it's the, but, but you've got to be this far away from me and my family at all but, times. But it's also it. I don't know as well if that was during the time that. The old suburban people had hard time while the rural people just had fun times and just driving around wherever the hell they felt like. I mean, it's far enough gone at this point that I'll admit that, like, even as a re- regional, rural, whatever, you know, like I was cruising into Sunbury all the time to pick up my game pre orders. Like, oh, sorry, Dan. What's that? We'll just find out if Paul's not at PAX on Friday. We know he's in a, in a cell somewhere. I've been, I've been arrested by the COVID I've been police. arrested. You know, they're, they're, they're was, dropping the rules listening. completely in this joint um, the week after PAX, but they'll come and get me in the meantime because two years ago I snuck off to go pick up my copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. And was it worth it? Sure was. Absolutely. And The Last of Us Part Two. Absolutely. But anyway, um, speaking of video games... Um, and packs. What video games? Video games. We're talking about video games. That's, that's our that's our deal here. Really? Wow. Um, and video every now game. and then I attract attention because I hang shit on a whole bunch of other fellow local games media slash influencers so, and um, influencers. Ten cent. Yeah, we got the li- we got the list that we tick off, but I don't think ten cent uh, too concerned about little old me hey, we, we, until they oh, buy me out. We, we, we better start writing a list of um people Paul's pissed off. Uh, I mean. It could be a long, long list. Sometime soon, I'll just start like praising Tencent in an episode, and that's that's the time that the people start thinking I've been bored off by them. Patch is being bored by Tencent. For Tencent. Yeah. For all we know. But there we go. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, speaking of video games and packs, the people who run packs, ReadPop, are now running E3, which is coming back in 2023, apparently, we've learnt this week. At a top level, what do you what do you make of that? Uh great. I missed E three. To be honest, I really did miss E yeah. three. I know other people are saying, Oh, PAX is not PAX, E three, we're getting mixed up here. E three, it was like, Oh, it's going out of but well, not out of day, it's getting stale, I should say. It's the word stale. Yeah. 
or I don't even boring. Think... I don't know if boring is a really weird word. I think it was just more how it was organized that was the problem. Yeah. Not so much. Oh, I have to get up at 3 o'clock. Well, that's what happens when you live in Australia. Well, yeah. Too bad. We had our complaints with time zones and those sort of things. Um, PR kind of had... I mean, sorry, like, um, the developers and all those sorts seem to have their issues because in this day and age, everyone's got their own streams and those sort of things, whether it's your PlayStation State of Play or your Nintendo Direct or your Ubisoft Forward or, you know, whatever else, Xbox, just streaming things. Uh, so it kind of... E3 was becoming less necessary, it seemed, uh, because th- that was always kind of the one tempo for the year, and then that was kind of it. But I think over the last two years, developers have, and publishers have kind of realised, yeah, this is not actually so good because people are people are getting frustrated with the fact that they want to tune in for this stream. Like, you know, we'll have five or six streams instead of E3 over the course of the year or whatever the case happens to be and so people get frustrated with the fact that they want, to, they want to tune in here and we'll tune in here for 30 minutes and we'll tune in there for an hour and it became too much for people so I think there's been a bit of a push to kind of go back to that more central this is the one big week of video games for the year and you better buckle in and enjoy it sure it might be a few sleepless nights but then you know we move on and we, we rest up and we start enjoying the video games again so and actually, like as a consumer of it, and I don't know if you're the same. Again, possibly the like the time zones and the sleep thing might be a variable in it, but I'm all for it as well. If it means that we get less of those streams, like all year round. Yes, I'll, because I'll I, to be honest, yeah, you get those state of play things, whatever. But they always show the same game. Like I don't care. I know it's coming out. It's like, for instance, God of War. We know it's coming out in November, but. You don't need to keep shoulder. I know you probably have to keep shoulder just to keep those those dickheads happy. Well, yeah. And trailers so just keep so popping up anyway. It's just this big event. Yeah, just so they don't forget those two people that work there out of the many people that work at Santa Monica Studios. But if you had a big reveal at E3, that's all you had to show and just wait till November. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, there's... Yeah, I, I would largely agree with all that. I think... It's just it's better when there's like a single focal point for the most part. You can have small things around it if you want, but like there needs to be the one big attraction. But if we use PlayStation as the example, like they try and have four or five main attractions over the course of the year, and it just yeah, it gets it gets a lot. But then also, if it's at E3, you can get the big door to come up, and what's his name, Christopher Judge, just comes out oh. and just says boy and then just walks off that's that's his cue that's that's him done and yeah, everyone exactly. will go mad the whole crowd will go crazy like oh my god he said boy he said boy he said i was boy. there when he said boy oh it'd be great so the the run like the dates of everything i guess just for context for people uh part and digital events will precede the physical expo on beginning on june 11th but the legendary event will run from and this is courtesy of ign will run from what? tuesday june 13 to friday oh, june 16 uh the thing that's kind of i guess important to note from from the ESA, which is the the American body that kind of oversees E3, but is also kind of the ratings board and all those sorts of things. Um, they've said, our vision is to reunite the industry by re-establishing the traditional E3 week, bring back that spark and restore E3's role as a truly magical global showcase event for game creators and consumers. Uh, there was another comment somewhere, but I've lost it. But essentially what they're looking to kind of, like, you know, they're try- expressing their interest in, even for those who aren't, directly attending these days so like what Microsoft has been doing where they've kind of had things at the Microsoft Theatre or EA who'd had their EA plays and those sort of things again not at E3 properly itself is like 
okay, you may not be with us, but like, let's all still come together and kind of have this. Like, E3 wants to be the overarching, rather than what Jeff Keighley's trying to do with Summer Game Fest and be this overarching thing. They kind of want to steal that title back. I guess it's like we we are this period of time, and then you can have whatever underneath. So, um, and they want to kind of support everyone to do that. And look, I. I don't think it's a bad idea in terms of like spreading the word like I think over years and years and years and years E3 has been the the name for this time for that time of year and and video all the video game showcases and I think that still probably has more sticking value than Summer Games Fest which isn't even applicable for us down here in terms of the name yeah it's what in winter winter games fest and yeah it's just weird why you call it a Summer Games Fest when it's worldwide that's yeah I mean it's just hard to June, yeah, June's Game Fest, or I don't know. Twenty yeah, twenty three Games Fest. Done. See, we fixed it for you, Jeff. Or no longer to be Jeff's festival. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, I've got, I'm curious to see what he does now. Like, does he? Does the he Jeff Keighley show? I guess I'll come back under E three and host some stuff. Or maybe you'll just do like a Mike Myers thing and just come out as different people and just host it. Yeah. Just, just Jeff Keighley as himself and many others and then of course someone will be someone will pull the um the scooby-doo style hang on pull hang that on mask. a second that's not Jim Ryan. at all that's jeff keely i would have done it if it weren't for you yeah anyway pesky kids or whatever they say in scooby-doo classic good one paul um but yeah i think like jeff there's a home for jeff um i think it just probably needs to be under that umbrella and he can still kind of land isolated things like he's done in the past I remember 2020 where he was like okay this is where you're gonna see this and like I mean it ended up being Tony Hawk 5 which was shit but like you know he you know, he was the okay. home for Tony Hawk he, in fact he was a ho- real home for all things Activision during that he had that he had Crash Racing if I remember it was a whole bunch of different things that he was kind of the, the basis for on the Activision side but others as well like he can kind of get those isolated ones people who don't want to do big presentations but Jeff's June Game Fest under the E3 umbrella can be where you get everything else. We can still do Activision. Jim Ryan can come on stage and have a cry and say, don't take my Call of Duty. Don't. Oh. That's what, our third or fourth week in a row of just dunking on him in that way? It's good. Yeah, because that's, because let's be honest, I know this is not E3, but Activision, there is more games to Activision than just Call of Duty. But unfortunately, all the other games are not on PlayStation or not as popular on PlayStation yeah. compared to Call of Duty. And it also shows too that you have absolutely no faith in your PlayStation Studios if that's the case. Apparently Google is now getting involved. Like I don't know like what just because their state went so well, I mean yeah, it went they've, they've, huge. They because they discontinued it. Discontinued I know that. Starting January, yeah. But apparently they're getting involved, like they're concerned about but, Microsoft. I'm like, okay. Like the you, Google, go back to your, go back to your search engine. Just because go laugh at their Bing, okay? Just and your phone, your pixel. Because that's a huge... Your and your pixel phone. Pixel. Yeah, you got your pixel phone. They've got their stupid... Well, there was a Nokia or something at one stage. Didn't, yeah, didn't they buy Nokia? Yeah, and it was rubbish. Because yeah. they mean, didn't want to play. So, Shocking. I guess the other... Or the aspect. Zune. <laughs> the Zune. Oh, the Zune. Good, good that time. was another quality Microsoft product, if no one ever knows. That was the so-called competition to the Apple iPod. It was absolutely no competition whatsoever. I love when Battletoads it, took the piss out of it in the remake in 2020, or the reboot. And also, and also, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 also referenced yeah. it, which was 
quite funny because they probably could because you probably because it cost absolutely no money because it no longer existed yeah, it so you can and it made it, it just made it even more funny because it's like the most unpopular thing and you just laugh and go it's a zoon <laughs> surprised it didn't make a comeback after that i'll be i'm shocked unlike metallica and kate bush in stranger things where for some reason people realize there's actual music out there yeah people lost their mind over it like actually decent music. real instruments that are not this made by computers. Yes, no. Push a button and voila, music done. done. So, I guess the other the other key aspect is kind of even how it's structured. So there's going to be in in the last few years it's gotten a bit messy because like before E3, before the pandemic and before E3 actually kind of shuttered for those couple of years, they did have like a it was just a mix of media and public all there together because the ESA felt like they needed to make more money than what they were making. And so that's how it, like the thing kind of devolved to a point where you just had everyone piling in there all at the same time. And I'm sure they made lots of money, but no one really liked it. The, the media side weren't able to do their work because the public was in the way. The public weren't able to play games because the media appointments, you know, someone might be sitting there playing a game and then they get kicked out all of a sudden because, I don't know, Joe Scrabbles from IGN walks over and, sorry, sorry Joe, if you're not listening. Um, no, you're not. You're not on the list, Joe. We just used it as an example. Just relax, buddy. Yeah, you just happen to be the the person who's written the article at IGN that I'm reading for the sake of this. So, oh, so thanks, Joe. Good on you, Joe. But um, yeah, Joe walks along to go play. I don't know, Call of Duty 2024, and you're in the way. No, get out, Joe. Jim Ryan's handed hours. out. Jim Ryan's handed out pamphlets to say say no to the Xbox. I mean, Xbox has set up a station straight outside the Call of Duty booth. That's uh drop a tissue in here for PlayStation on the way out. Or they do it at, at, this, at the end of the, or the start of the line and just give them tissues to give tissues to Jim when yeah. you get there. And Jim's ch- chained down. Having well, two, you get two options. You give him a tissue or a dummy. Take your pick. Take your pick. They work, they work the same. Or, or you could also go the full set and just give him some nappies as well. Just uh, Lean right into it. Yeah, go for it. Lean right into it. So the event's going to be spread out over like kind of the entire week this time, and there's going to be dedicated media days. I think there's like one day that's kind of somewhere in the middle. It's it's like you got your five days. The first two are media. The third day is a mix of media and public, and then the last one to two days were were all for the public, which I think is probably the right split. It allows everyone to do the work they need to do. It means the developers they're presenting for longer. They're there for an entire week doing it, but it gives the ESA the time to make their money, which makes its way to the developers. It gives the media the opportunity to do what they need to do. It gives the public the opportunity to do what they want to do. No one's disadvantaged. So I feel like they've made the right call there. Would that be Would that be fair? Without yeah. having actually experienced it, I guess. But it feels like it's the right I'd call. i say so. Yeah, because I think the half the problem was just the media stuff was just all over the place. It sort of felt like. But now it's just all yeah. in the one spot, which is kind of what you really need. Because it's, what was it? It used to go over like five days. It used to be all over the place, time-wise. Oh, it used yeah. to be... All over the place, or for some reason, back to back for some unknown reason. Every, it's like everything. Thought, oh, hey, here's the Bethesda thing, and then, like we said, then you have to do like a three-kilometer walk to the other presentation. Oh, yeah, those, those days weren't good for. I think that was or, like 2007, or sitting or days. get in the waiting room, and then then you can go in and all that rubbish. Well, that was the PlayStation one, yeah, that was awful too. But yeah, so I reckon the whole media thing is just yeah, pick your times and go from there. Yeah, it's probably the right way to do it. Um, and as we touched on at the beginning, Reed Pop is the one that's kind of taken over control of the whole thing, which is fairly important as well. And obviously we touched on PAX before, but PAX, I guess, at its core is a, 
yes, there's video games there. Yes, uh, there's you know board games. Yes, there's, you know, all the you know we get guest speakers, all that sort of stuff. But at its core, it's all about the community and those sorts of things. And you feel like, and maybe that's even representative in the clear, dedicated. Here's the days for the community or the public or whatever. It feels like they're kind of leaning into that strength as well when it comes to E3 and going, no, no, you need to give the public, the the people, the players, the opportunity to sit down, play this, enjoy it. And I hope that that goes broader than just that as well. So like, there's more of an indie focus. There's you know maybe your equivalent of the the indie, you know, the indie rising sort of section that you see at PAX, where like here's a whole bunch of guys that would never have gotten a gig here in the past because oh, they don't have tens of thousands of dollars just for oh, a square meter. Yeah. Oh, here's a single dad from Poland. That's yeah. still my best, yeah, the best life. You still love him, man. Um, I do. It's the opportunities for those little guys or single dads from Poland that uh, maybe they can kind of create those opportunities. Like maybe they even subsidize a lot of the cost for that particular portion because they know that EA is going to, especially if EA does kind of get involved, um, you know, if Xbox kind of comes back in under the, under the umbrella properly, then they're making a ton of money from all these giant corporates. So how it's not going to cost them that much to go, okay, it costs five grand for your little one by one booth that you need so that people can come by and check out your game. Great, it's yours. There you go. Maybe maybe you pay us like it costs five grand, you give us one and one grand. Um and that's it, you got your spot. Enjoy. Hopefully people love your game. Like I, I think that would be a really good act for the developers, but also for the players. It gives them more to tra- more to check out, a more diverse range of titles. I think there's a lot of wins even in that side of things too. If Read Pop does what we know Read Pop typically does. Also, too, being that we are before E3, it, we we I sort of feel like we're the guinea pigs for what could work at E3 as yeah. well. Because this, because for us this year, there's no Xbox, there's no PlayStation, PlayStation there's no, no real, Nintendo. there's no real big, there's no real big names there. It's just mainly the indies pretty much, it's pretty much which is good because let's be purchases. honest to me that affects me nothing at all because I never used to line up for three hours anyway just to play 20 minutes of a game that would get delayed by six months after that so yeah. I'm all fine with that so it's going to be interesting to see how this year's going to go I mean just more of a layout per side of things because yeah I mean this be... obviously wades into the, the pack side of it and even a conversation that I had with uh, Drew and Buddy on the House of Mario encore like yesterday or the day before I don't know it's public it's public now um, it came out on Sunday for everyone watching and listening uh, we were talking about kind of packs leading up to it and I guess because I had that early media hour like I would jump on the AAAs for that kind of exact reason it would take hours and hours and hours in a queue to play anything AAA really any any like high profile AAA game you'd be in a queue for quite a long time to finally get a crack at it so I made sure that I would always tick off those big hitters in that hour that the the media have early access because then afterwards once the, once the public gets in it's a madhouse so again like maybe this sort of structure though for the E3 works because you get all the media people out of the way they've done their bit they've had all their appointments and there's still going to be thousands of gamers piling in to check out I don't know 2023's big AAA exclusive who, who knows what it happens to be and obviously there'll be heaps of those games sorts of games there but like and all the people trying to find shoe in their PlayStation t-shirts oh, yeah we'll be doing trying that to, it's, it's, a, it's a shoe hunt that's what I could so I can just imagine a roaming roaming horde cruising around packs this, this coming week. they're just looking at his Twitter like shoe was over here and they'll just all run over to like some food booth or whatever where he's just having a 
some chips or something and, and everyone's the there looking for him. That crowd, that, like all that screaming crowd that's looking for t-shirts and stuff to get thrown out. It turns out Shu's just somewhere hiding in that. No one ever suspects him. <laughs> it, it's no just a bunch of... It's a bunch of people who's just not PlayStation fans. Like, oh, he's over at like the Logitech booth or something. No PlayStation fans going to go to the Logitech booth. It's just ridiculous. Someone, or, some, someone finally spots Shu and he's walking out with arms full of swag that he's been given for free. Always be always wearing a hat and some sunglasses and no one just recognizes him. He just casually walks out with all these free gear that he got from all the booths that T shirts, everything. It's it's gonna be fun with Shoe this weekend. Imagine him at imagine him at E3 with the thousands crawling all over that public thousands members of the public. It's like this it's like an equivalent of like a Justin Bieber just appearing and everyone's like squealing. Who would be our... Or, no, I mean, the video game equivalent of Justin Bieber in this space, in terms of like popularity, not because he's a teen pop star, is no. uh, Hideo Kojima, surely. Okay, so we've got to go down one level then, if that's the case. Yeah, Shu would be no, at no. least a level or two below that, I would have thought. Okay. Ed Sheeran. No, you've that's, really that's, be the, that's really worse. You've really got to be the hardcore... Like, did you know much Real... about Shu before he was kind of... No idea. I had no idea who Shu was until people started talking about him. He was trying to find his ramen noodle place. And everyone suggested, like, oh, that's a good one. No, I'll go to this one. And they thought, like, for crying out loud, it's just a guy who just wants some food. Just give him it. Just tell him to go here. That's the downside when you're that popular and you ask for an opinion. You get lots and lots of opinions of people who love you that want to support you. You might start to starve to death if you don't give him a... He needs to put a poll out or something. Well, it sounds like like he cruising around Melbourne today took photos at the front of all four different uh, ramen restaurants that he'd been suggested, and then chose the one he's going to start with. But clearly, he's going to go to all the others while he's here too. He's troll. He's just trolling people. So, Bang! Straight out the gate. So I'm going to hang around Mr. Ramen Bar for the next few days, and eventually I'm going to catch the guy. Well, let's see. There's, there's so we'll see. Like let's see. There's you. There's Buddy, Betson, Drew. Or hang out the, those one. Just hang out of those each. Those ramen bars that then just call the others and go, "Hey, he's here!" Bird calls, and we all come flocking over for for shoot. It'll be great. We'll catch him at shoot, else. shoot your flares, flare gun in the shoot air. Shoot your flags, yeah. Um, shoot your flag. Yeah, shoot your, shoot your. Anyway, yeah, gotcha. We'll, yeah. We'll move on. That's that's a bad bad dad joke that's going on there. Um, do you have any other thoughts on E three coming back? Well, advantages. No, I'm just. I'm, I don't know about the disadvantages yet. It's sort of, I've, I've kind of forgotten what an E3 event was because it's been so long. Yeah. But I did I say the advantages? If it is crowds are back, reactions to games on a big screen. That's the one thing that I've sort of missed because you get all these big game trailers. And you're just like, oh yeah, cool. Move on. If it was something like Breath of the Wild, people would probably go crazy for it. Those big Nintendo fans would be going nuts for... Well, was it Tears of Kingdom or whatever it's called? Yeah. Uh, new one? Te- I can't Tears, remember what it's called. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Or, see, if Keanu Reeves just came out to a crowd of nothing, we would have never have got your breathtaking. Exactly. There's a lot of moments we lose when we don't have a show floor and a, like a stage for, for E3. Or the, or the sound of silence when someone reveals... Ridge Racer or Don Matrick making an absolute dickhead of himself. Mr. Of... Caffeine. Oh, geez, we could start going, like, again, we'd have one of those episodes where we talk about, like, best E3 moments, which I think we've probably done, like, four of over the years, but anyway. And then go play Xbox 360. Then PlayStation come out with a five-second video of how to 
share days with your friends here you go thanks done that's the video i thought that was pre-jim ryan days where it used to be fun at playstation not anymore because he's worried about call of duty but that when i saw that video i just laughed because i thought it was absolute well the shoes in that video is he yeah shoes the one in that how to um share games on ps4 was he? Did he give the game to the other was, person, he, or he did he say one, thanks? Yeah, he was the one giving the game to Adam Boys. Boy, Adam Boys was the one saying thanks. Oh, well, good on your shoe! Like, Just showed a clear example of what you can do. That's the leadership. The leadership, right there. That's why they've got him here for story time at PAX because he is the leader that this this gaming industry needs. And Jim Ryan, get out of that seat. It's it's shoes. Yeah, maybe maybe we should start a um, petition to shoe as. CEO, Shuio, give Jim the boot to put shoe in. Get your shoe in. He's got, he's got a shoe in. He's got a shoe in the door. Anyway, um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, I think, I think there's lots of good that can come out of this. Um, the and the demo ops, like, I, I hope it kind of brings out PlayStation, who you know actively before, admittedly, the pandemic had hadn't kicked in, or like the effects of the pandemic hadn't kicked in. But they had already said that they were going to go to E3 2020 before. Oh, before they must COVID. have known something. Yeah. Well, they, but they just kind of wanted to embrace this kind of digital sort of model thing. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that too. I don't think it'll be in the video, but there was there was some fluff thing floating through the sky. Fluff or ghost? We don't know. Could be. Could be the. Other. We haven't had the the old patch ghost of mine since I moved yeah. into the shed. It's it's good. But um. Yeah, I think like maybe it brings PlayStation back, maybe it brings Xbox back, maybe EA at least does their thing under the umbrella properly. Like I'm hoping that it kind of brings everyone back to the table, and if nothing else, because yeah, you're gonna give hundreds of thousands of people opportunities to to play these demos of some of the biggest games that are coming, and that's a good marketing beat to hit. You can still have your other streams around the year if you want. Like you have, maybe you still, maybe you, your uh, presentation, E3 presentation, is still a state of play. It doesn't need to be the big. I would like it to be the stage stage show thing like what you discussed before but it doesn't have to be but then if you want to try this stuff out go down to uh, to E3 and jump in the convention centre queue and go check out I don't know The Last of Us Factions multiplayer whatever I don't know the opportunities are there so I hope that Spider-Man 2 yes yeah, Spider-Man 2 will be the big one next year so. or Wolverine who knows yeah so Thank the opportunities are there I hope they take it any other thoughts? uh don't think so. I'm just I'm just happy to see E3's back. And then yeah. I realised 2023 when you said all these games, I thought, oh man, there's plenty of games they can show at E3 next year. There's yeah, it's like almost, 400 almost, games coming out next year that you can just use. It's there's almost so many. There's so many games no. in the demo, maybe games you haven't played before. You're like, oh, this is good. I might get this when it comes out. When's it, com- when's it coming out? A month. Ah, uh, it's another game on the queue. Ah, uh, no. Not I another be- one. I was better not knowing. Um, all right, we'll wrap things up there. If you enjoyed this episode of Patch, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All the buttons are down below. Hit the notification bell. That way you're alerted to every new video the moment it goes live. That includes more Patched, Player 2 Plays, Gamer School, and a whole bunch more. Awesome stuff there. Please subscribe and go and check it out. Visit the website, player2.net.au, for reviews, previews, opinion pieces, news, features, links to the podcast series, Patched, the Player 2 Pixelcast, and Dev Diary. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash player2au. Kick in a few bucks at the lower tiers, early access to episodes, higher tiers, monthly episode exclusives. And finally, there's Twitter. You'll find me at Paul James Games. I'll change it around this time, are we? I just just switched into patch mode. Uh, Sorry, uh, P2 players mode by mistake. Hello underscore Phil. Uh, 
let's fix it up. Paul James Games for myself. The website is player2au. And if you're around PAX, I don't know, stop us, say hi. Um, and we'll see you hopefully, hopefully at PAX, but otherwise we'll see you next week.